Welcome to the Film Review. Movies, music, culture, and whatever else comes to mind. Each week, the husband and wife team take you on a discussion on culture in movies, music, politics, and society. Brought to you by LordLandFilms.com. So get ready for this week's The Film Review. All right, people. Here we go. This is another great episode of the film review. Movies, music, culture, and whatever else comes to our minds. We are the husband and wife team. I'm Crazy D. I'm Tracy. And we review culture and movies, music, politics, and society. So we have two movies that we're reviewing today. Uh, The first stars the strong brother David Banner. Right. And the other is the true story of the rock and roll band Queen. Okay, so let's start with uh, the movie Never Heard uh, starring David Banner. Okay, so we're going to get to the acting later. Let's turn this around because, you know, this is always brought to you by Black Ice, you know. Um, The Black Ice Chronicles that we produce. But let's talk about um, the production itself where it has to do with storytelling, film grammar, and uh, such as that. Okay, let's start out. First of all, what is film grammar? You know, in film, there's a certain way that you go about telling a story, right? And something, you know, and so there, there are ways that you can break that particular formula when you have it mastered down to a science. And then there's other ways that when people use it, you know, it's more like a beginning college film project. And so we're, we're taking the acting out of it for one second, and we're talking strictly about, you know, the creation of the film itself. All right. So film grammar, there's a certain way that you go about telling a story. If it's uh, images, what you open up with as far as size of images, uh, angles that you use, that's all in film grammar. Also in film grammar is how you go about laying out a story. And that's usually done through a script. And the script, usually in a script, the first 10 pages, which would translate to 10 minutes on camera, you're introducing the various characters. This did not happen in this film. And when I, when I say introducing characters I mean that you get the uh, whatever the backstory is whatever makes the various characters move if, if it's an ensemble piece you're introduced to the various characters in situations many times less dialogue more action leading into it and it may be a few lines of dialogue to introduce each character something happens like when you open up uh, the NWA movie is a perfect example of great film grammar and uh, storytelling 
within the first 10 minutes you're introduced. So the first 10 minutes, the first person that you're introduced to within the first 10 minutes is Easy E. And then you see the Easy E from the storytelling that he was still into being in the drug business. And you open up and you see how dangerous the streets are because not only is he possibly getting ready to get uh, gaffled up by the people whose house he's in, but the LAPD comes with the battering ram. And so that, that sets up not only the uh, easy as a character, but the world that the characters are existing in. That's within, that, that will be within only two minutes. Then you go and you're introduced to Dre and his situation at home and his mother saying only $50. And then you see his, you're introduced to his brother. Then you're introduced to Ice Cube as a student, a scene. He's, he's at a school that his parents made sure he got a great education and he sees the rich kids driving off while he's on a school bus. And then uh, someone who is red is making fun of Crips and Crips pull the bus over and get on and tell him stay in school. And he says it's the craziest thing that you would ever see, Dre. Uh, Crips telling uh, us to stay in school in good, good grades, you know. So that within that whole time, you're introduced to the three main pivotal characters, and then after that, you're introduced to Yellow Boy and you're introduced to Ren. That's all within ten minutes of the film. Okay, ten minutes. So now I just laid out what makes a great film opening. You're introduced to the characters. This did not happen in never heard okay and there's a few reasons why it doesn't happen why why it didn't happen first of all who's the director uh, josh Weber. josh Weber. he also wrote the script as far as we can tell by what happens at the end of the film we'll get into that in a second okay so i just laid out to you what makes a great film uh, a great film the first 10 minutes the first 10 minutes before the initiating event happens and like we were talking about the uh, other film that we saw about the sisters brothers right now the sisters brothers they waited they set up the characters for about maybe 30 to 35 minutes before they got to the actual initiating event that would show you who these guys actually are. Like you see a gun battle in the beginning, but that really doesn't introduce you. They, that may introduce you to the world, but they started breaking rules as far as how the story would be told. And once you know how to tell a story, then you can break the rules. Okay. Uh, that's not this film either. Never heard. Okay. So, Let's, let's let's talk about the difficulty before I get to the breakdown of the film. Okay, so we get to the um, theater. It's playing in uh, uh, Las Vegas. And we get to the theater. It's an AMC theater. And we walk in. And the first thing that both of us notice, but I voice, is that there is something else playing on the screen while there is other a, a different audio playing underneath so in other words david well the person weber because it's not david banner's film i want to separate the two people apart david banner 
was starring in it and he was promoting it for people to go see the film. But it's not his film, he is starring in it as the lead character. So we have to separate that first. The person Weber had edited up and had a opening pre-movie sequence going on, right? A different shots and talking to people and they had the uh, gospel singers singing, right? But underneath that was the uh, playing out of timing, because we go to see a lot of movies, people. Playing out of timing was uh, the spiel about silence your cell phones, boom, boom, boom. So I go out and I go find, uh, first I go up to the concession stand and the person said, well, try that. So I didn't get any uh, relief out of that. So then I went and talked to a sister that was uh, one of the employees and she was going to the box office. She said, well, let me take care of this and I'll go look at it. So if you go to my Instagram, which is crazy D film dude, you see me actually tagging David Banner because I don't know the other guy, but you know, but David Banner is on Instagram. So I tagged him and let him know so that he could refer it back so they could possibly get some, you know, whatever they, they need to do to uh, get people right. Maybe the theater can offer something special for getting something right because they offer something special at the end of uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. And we're going to get to that in a second. Okay. All right. So as I'm walking in, obviously the young lady went up there and got the projectionist because there should always be a projectionist in there even though this stuff is automated today it should always be a projectionist in there watching and making sure and then sometimes i think that you know things are done on purpose because we can go way back to i think it was it was at a regal theater back in uh cleveland and they had the sound real low on the ice cube uh, movie yeah barbershop barbershop they had it real low and then I guess they were wanting people to get their money back, and that's that. That was a success. Trying to uh, this game, the film game, as dirty as the hip hop game, as as dirty as that. So if people are uh, getting their money back, then that means that the first week sales of something will be low. And, I, and all I can say is they did it on purpose. And then the cops got involved, and, and so it was just really a really a, a bad situation all the way around the board the cops got involved and you know anyway so that's one example another example is when we went to go see uh, uh, the movie uh, done by about Nat Turner the Nat Turner story and the sound was real low like you know, you know, during the previews, there's a certain level on the sound, but this sound was real low. So I went out and I talked to the guy. So we have to adjust this because this is too low. I've seen this happen before. When you see it happen before, why is this happening on a black movie? And we know what Nat Turner was about. Let me tell you, white folks, uh, European Americans are upset when you even talk about Nat Turner. I remember we were in a store and the checkout person, they had the magazine on the shelf. I think it was, uh, uh, I forget what brand magazine it was. It doesn't matter. But they had Nat Turner on the front and it was a whole uh, story about the Nat Turner movie and making Nat Turner and telling the story. So we picked the magazine up. Now he was all nice when we were talking, but as soon as we put the magazine up on the counter, all of a sudden, he got stiff, yeah, button like, lipped, button lipped, and got stiff. Like, 
okay, we can see Rambo and we can see, we can see all the, we can see, uh, uh, what, what's that, colors where the cops are mashing up uh, black dudes if they in gangs or not. They can get mashed up, nobody says anything. We, we like, okay, we can still talk about it. But when it comes to something that is, you know, a story where black people are exacting justified vengeance upon those who have done wrong to a group of people all of a sudden it's all button left even if it's a movie that's fictitious okay so with that they had the volume low and i said well we got you got to fix this so we sat there and he had he came in it was an indian guy that was working there at the theater at the time and he sat with me i said well you got to turn this up a little bit and then they turned it up a little bit too loud and i told him no you got to bring it back down so they went on in brought it back down and then we had an enjoyable experience watching that Turner before the movie began this did not happen for never heard I gave preface that to get to never heard never heard so this was playing underneath so just as I got back into the theater because I had to find the person that could do it it was a sister she finally did it you know the brother I mean the 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 European American, he couldn't do it, you know what I'm saying? He just couldn't radio on his radio because they always had radios. But anyway, so I got in there and as I'm if you look on my Instagram, Crazy D Film Dude, you can watch it. And just as I'm telling David so he can refer it back so they can get some conversation off of this, the sound comes in, right? But all during the time, so we missed the opening sequence and the opening credits. And all you hear is a different sound. Now I had to step out, but up to that point, what was playing on the screen before before the sound popped in? Tell them the part that you saw that was basically in silence because it was something else playing. It opens with what? Um. Well, the, the sound there was no sound, mm -hmm. but you saw uh, one of the characters in the film. You saw him get shot, and then you saw his mother was played by Candy Beers who played she did an excellent job in this film. The cast was just Yeah, yeah, but stay stellar, 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 stellar we're, gonna, we're, gonna get, we're gonna get to the acting. Stellar cast. But we, we need to stay on the storytelling real quick because this is very important. It's very important a point that's gonna be made here today. So so she so you see her but you don't know what it is because there's no sound. So then as I come hey, Tanya. so so as I come in uh, as I come in the theater, it's popping on then, you know, the sound, the young lady fixed it, and the sound is popping on. So, she fixes it, you know, or tells the projection, whatever. Okay, so, we're there, and, and so I sit down, and then you're introduced to the Romeo character. The, the character who, who plays uh, Aaron Davis's son, Aaron Davis is played by David, David Banner. Banner. Right. Okay. So you're introduced to uh, that person and right. you're introduced to his grandmother who is the one who is always in right. prayer. And every family right. that is a black family, there's always someone that is in prayer, sincere prayer. They've been around. They're, they're in of age. Right. But they have aged up and they have seen a lot of things and they are always they're what you would call prayer warriors right. that pray uh, uh, that pray not p-r-e-y like pray on someone but pray p-r-a-y pray on someone that uh that whatever you believe in god the universe the galaxy 
it will bestow blessings upon that person. Well, the grandmother, mm-hmm. she was played by uh, was played by uh, Karen Abercrombie. Yeah, yeah, she did. She did she an excellent great. job. You wouldn't yeah. know, you know, because she aged up for the role. Yeah, she did. You Karen Abercrombie. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So. <clears throat> So you're introduced to that, so you get a little bit of the story, but you, you're missing out. But the main point about opening up, even if the sound was there, the setup of telling the story was completely wrong. Like if you have, there, there's something called at the beginning of a film called the hook. The hook is supposed to get you into the story. Mostly it's more done in short films than it is done in um, in theatrical release films that are an hour, 20 minutes long, two hours long. You know, they, they, it's usually done uh, totally different than that. That's, that's usually not a hook in a film. You know, that's usually for TV. That's usually for videos. That's usually for short films because that gets people in because, you know, most of the time short films are projects that are made by students and, you know, you have to catch catch the people. Okay, because the storytelling might not be that good. So, okay, so the hook is the guy getting shot, which is really a flashback sequence. Now, they tell you in film school not to start or, or to open up something with a flashback sequence. It's supposed to be in real time, meaning actually happening right then in real time. R-E-E-L, which is a simulation of real time. R-E-A-L, okay? This did not happen. Now, as you see the sequence and as you open up, there is no introduction to the characters. Candy Burris' character, I'm sure that there is a lot of footage that's left on the floor, right? And we're going to get to why in a second, but I want to be, uh, I want to extend this a little bit so that we can be concise as I give the critique of the film. <clears throat> there is no development or, or introduction of the characters properly in this film. You don't get to know what's actually happening. There's no drama that takes place. There's the shooting at the end, but then in the beginning of the film, but if it's the beginning of the film, that person should have been the main player in the film. Even in the ensemble piece, it, it would have to have been the main player in the film. The main the main character, uh, uh, what's it, what the story is about. Though the person who played the person who was shot did an excellent job that we're gonna get to acting in a minute. Okay. So this is so basically it's, it's messed up. And why it's messed up, let me get let me cut to the chase, is there was not enough research done on black people in particular and neighborhoods. It, the way it was written, it was surface level of what you would see in news reports, right? So you're seeing this, you're seeing these stories about the quote-unquote gang violence in uh, the black neighborhoods or the quote-unquote hood. And if you don't go and do research, they teach you in film school to go do research on what you are shooting because then that makes it more realistic if you can 
tell that a person didn't do research by basically how superficial the film is. And this was superficial. You didn't get to get a sequence where, where Candy as the character was. You didn't even get later in the film a funeral, a homegoing service where you could get to know more of it. It was all service level. It was as if the black people in the film did not have feelings. This was supposed to be uh, Romeo's best friend, the character that he was playing. It was supposed to be his best friend. This is, we're not gonna tell the and, movie. And no, it was supposed to be, his, I'm not telling the movie. It was supposed to be his best friend, but there was not the right emotion cut in the film. I'm sure it was there. Hey, so, so I'm sure that it was there, but it was probably on the cutting room floor. And the, and my main point in saying this is that now at the end of the film, there's a behind the scenes where they talk about the making of the film. And you, you find out who the producer is. And I'm going to say this, you know, if you are a black producer and you do not put the script writing if you do not put the script writing in the hands of a black person, or at least a person that can do research. See, I'm gonna be a little lenient and say, if you can do the research, like the NWA script was not written by a black hand, but it was directed by a black hand. You know what I'm saying? But they had all the research and they could actually sit down and talk to the people. The, the uh, new edition story, was produced by Black Hands and they actually sat there and researched, talked to them, and they actually sat in a room with the script and said, I didn't know that that happened. I didn't know that from your perspective. So it's all about research. The film was not researched, but if you are a producer, and a black producer, the producer and executive producer are the people who put the money up for the film, and you leave your film in the hands of a white person to write the script and to direct the script, you obviously suffer from, in my opinion, self-hate. I'm gonna say this and it's gonna be very clear, very clear. If you want a true portrayal of what's happening, you can't, also you can't go with people who haven't been or experienced the hood that are black to tell a story neither because they're gonna talk about what they assume by what you know they've seen in news reports too because most often they may be too afraid to go in and get the interviews with the people to get the truth and to tell the truth about what's going on so it's all the same but if you you are suffering in my opinion self-hate and you will never be successful. And why do I say that? Because just because someone is Christian, just because someone is Christian does not mean that they can tell your, a story about redemption, a, a black story about redemption. Just because they're Christian doesn't mean that they're going to be able to tell the right story about black people. 
And if you believe that just because someone is Christian, mm -hmm. then you have missed the whole purpose of supposedly advancing yourself for the afterlife. And I'm going to leave that right there. But the afterlife. But if you can't work with people who don't necessarily believe exactly what you believe to produce an authentic peace, then you you're sick, in my opinion, and you suffer from self-hate. And this is what is wrong with this film. The Weber guy, just by looking at it, it's, it's all surface level stuff. It's not, it's not written. It, it, the, the script is not, matter of fact, when you see the after things, I'm like, I, I, I didn't see a script on set. I know everybody wasn't off book. You know, they, they weren't off book. You know, you always have a script on set just in case you got to feed some people some lines. I didn't see any scripts there. I heard people saying, well, go ahead and ad-lib this. Ad-lib? When, when I do a production, we don't ad-lib because I have the laugh points written in. I have the dramatic points written in. And you have to deliver those lines and bring those lines to life the way that I wrote them because... I know what I'm looking for and I've been in it for uh, a few years, you know, and I know and I watch people's responses to what I do and the laugh points. They laugh when I say, oh, they laughed. Okay. And when, I remember when we first did with the shifter, right. when we went and saw it on the big screen with groups of people who didn't know anything about it outside of the store. Right. When we saw it on the big screen, the right. sound quality booming, right. picture quality, just excellent. And the laugh points, the dramatic points, the <gasps> points, all there. Just I said, wow, I'm on to something. But I feel what saves this movie is the acting. Yeah. And the, 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 so, so, let, let, so let me let me say this one more time before we get to the cast. So what I'm gonna say again, <clears throat> just because you're Christian and you're Christian doesn't mean that you know the cultural, the cultural relevance of situations to the point that you can tell it and dig in deep and tell the story from a deep end perspective that only black people can tell it's just like the Ali film the Ali film was great it was it was uh written great uh, it was written great um and, and and Will Smith sat with Spike Lee and Spike Lee said he knew he didn't have a film when uh Will Smith said what can you bring to the Ali story? Okay. The Ali story was great and well, it was recent. Oh, yeah. Tanya asked, Tanya, um, the name of the movie is called uh, Never, Never Heard. Heard. Never Heard. Right. right? It was it's in it's in limited release. You have right. to check where it's at and then mm -hmm. go see it. We we heard him on the radio with yeah. Sway. Yeah. And we said we're going to see this film and we went to go see it. So it's not in mass release. Right. And there's reasons why. It is not in mass release because it looks like it looks like a college, uh, an untalented European American college film. And you know, I, I went, I, I you know, going through film school and seeing people who are not necessarily the most talented because they have it on the nose. Mm -hmm. On the nose means, oh golly gee, instead of writing real real dialogue that people can understand it's kind of on the nose and it's like just surface level because most people most 
European Americans, unless they live in some place like the Slavic village mm -hmm. in Cleveland, Ohio, where it's uh, impoverished mm -hmm. because, you know, the factories left and the economy went down. Those people can tell true stories. But if you come from the suburbs and you've always had everything, there's nothing that you can tell about a gritty story that is true. You just can't tell it unless you're willing to do the research. And most of the time you're too fearful to do the research. That's all people of all races. So I'm not eliminating that. But however, this film right here, this is what this is about. He, to me, it was a one of those untalented, to me, my opinion, untalented uh, filmmakers that are just doing something just to do something just because you're a Christian I mean you can tell a black person story however black people can tell the European American story because we're subject in it but how you know that European Americans can't tell the black story is when you have someone like Trump reported by his once boom coon lawyer uh, saying that when he drives past a rough, uh, he, what he called, he categorized, Cohen categorized as a rough neighborhood. He said only black people can live like that. That is what you're dealing with when people don't know what time it is. However, if you go to the Slavic village, people live like that in po poverty. The only, the only thing that's separating the black neighborhoods away from middle class or upper class neighborhoods that are in poverty is poverty that's it that's the only thing that's that's missing so when you strip programs and you strip the economic base out purposely and purposely that's what's going to happen and then you right. will walk past and say oh this is going on so that's what it is right. you do you don't do the research to know why it's like that right. when you know when when you know why it's like that when you watch the nwa movie right. you know why it's like that because it's put in there consciously right. through the voice of ice cube ice cubes character right. you understand what i'm saying right. so this is what it is so that's uh, what it is with this the gospel singing excellent right. um as far as the color the color matching the audience was obviously not there when the gospel people were singing because the gospel people were in a kind of reddish reddish um reddish tone because of the lighting and when you flip around to the uh uh to the opposite view of it then you see that it's kind of in yellow tone. They didn't color match. That's another thing. It's just that just bugs me because I'm a person that color matches in the film. And so the reason why I'm saying this is they could have called me to shoot it. This is one last thing that I'm going to say before we move on and talk about the actors. Uh, many people, some people, not many, some people are influenced by what people have what type of equipment they're using they got big rigs and all that and it's supposed to be steady cam and all that but what happens when you you are steady enough to bring out steady cam without needing all the rigs and all that and then when you see the a film that had all the rigs like when you see when you see the behind the scenes they had the rig but i'm watching the film and i'm seeing shaky angle and i'm like what is this this is driving me crazy they could have called me and so that's what i'm saying if you are a person who is in the church and you're you want to tell a true life story call on people that can deliver the finished product for you 
and it will be a product that you are proud to watch, proud to view, and it gets your point across without being surface level. And those type of people like myself can do it. So when I see a film like this, I'm like, damn, they did that? And if you're Christian, you're black, doesn't mean that somebody is Christian that is European American can tell your story just because they're Christian. And I said that about five times that we're gonna leave it there. I usually say it three to get it through, but I'm gonna make that point. Boom, call on people who are skilled to do the work. And no matter if they profess to be Bible-toting Christian, because some of them people can tell you some things in the book that you're not reading past Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Now, now what the saves actors, the movie, what, what saves, saves the movie, movie is the acting. Okay, let's go through that. And, actors. of course, the star of the film is David Banner, mm -hmm. who did an excellent, excellent job, because in the theater, there were scenes that he delivered, um, and the audience was like, oh... Oh, you know, mm -hmm. so the audience was definitely, definitely um, engaged in the acting and David Banner really, really carried the film. He did an excellent job along with um, Robin Givens, Robin Givens, who plays his wife, who plays his wife and Romeo Miller, Romeo who, Miller, who plays who his son, who also, son, right, who also did an excellent job, both. Um, Karuche Tran is also in the film, who plays Romeo's girlfriend. Um, Jackie Long is in the film. Brian J. White is in the film. Dorian Wilson is in the film. Candy Burris did an excellent job playing the crackhead. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, she you was, didn't even know that was her. No, no, I didn't know. I didn't know that was her when, when right. I first finally saw her on the screen. Right. I didn't know that it was her. Right. And I'm sure that there is stuff on the cutting room floor. There are scenes on the cutting room floor right. that tell that story so much better than would have gave given her those performances but again but we're off that now we're talking about the acting now and Jay John Talton did uh -huh. an excellent job as Romeo's best friend that's right that's yeah. right his his there's a scene in the movie where two older men kind of confront them right and they talk about uh fatherhood and breaking the generational curse right and his facial expression as he takes this in, yeah. his his acting on that, because acting is all about, in film, is all about the close-up, the mid-angle, and the deliverance on the delivery of what you say in silence when you're listening, when you're observing, when you're getting something thrown at you, and sometimes it's just a facial expression. Yeah. Excellent acting on his part. And then again, again the grandmother, yes. her words of wisdom also, um, she was played by uh, her character was played by the actress uh, Karen Abercrombie, and uh, her character was very vital in the film. Very, because she interacted with everyone. She was the glue. She was the glue, and she did an excellent job. No, no, the the gangster. Talk yeah, that about was him. Jackie Long. He did an excellent. Oh, Jackie, yeah. Jackie Long. Yeah. He was... it, when when the car first pulls up, we're not telling the story, but when the car first pulls up. And he hops out and he's introduced as one of the secondary characters. When he's Hi, Felicia. We're uh, discussing David Banner's mm -hmm. film, Never Heard. Never Heard. Um, when he's introduced on the film for the first time, he is totally believable yes. as a gangster-type figure that's yeah. out to get something yeah. that belongs to him. He is totally believable. However, again... Going into what's reality and what's not reality, and there's a scene that comes up where they confront the Dayjohn 
mm-hmm. the character that he's playing. Mm-hmm. And it's out in the open, wouldn't have never happened. And a gangster just doesn't scream. Mm-hmm. So me as the director, I would have said, you know, bring that tone down and deliver it with more. And you know what I'm saying? So it's not like, no, no, no. That's not how it gets to be because, you know, there's people around you out there wide on open and, and you're going you're gonna to scream and there's there's pistols. Oh, come on now. That's unrealistic what happened in the alley. So, wait a minute. You know, just just telling the truth about how things will go down, okay? But other than that, his acting was superb, but it's up to the director then to say, try it this way. Try it that way. Let's, let's move the... So, it's up to the director to do things like that, right? All right, so, Master P. Oh, yeah. Master P. Yeah. Listen, Master P is an extra added piece in the, uh, extra added surprise in the movie. There are cameo appearances. Yes. Right? He is one of the cameo appearances and he is definitely a surprise in the film as one who was just released. Right. Oh, Gravy and, is also uh-huh. in the film. Oh, Gravy, okay. the uh, rapper Gravy. Okay, great, right. Yeah. So who played Biggie in the Notorious? That's movie? right. That's right. He's another. That's another. Yeah. We can get to him in a second. Okay. So, uh, but Master P in there, he's a person that's returning home, and they have a program for returning men coming home to be better fathers. You know, because this is, uh, if we didn't tell you and you didn't guess already, this is a religious-based film. It is a Christian film, and uh, so that's what it is. And, you know, at first, I didn't know that that's where it was going to be. I thought it was going to be that, but kind of find out that's what it is. That's why I say, if you're a Christian, doesn't mean it's because you're Christian, it can translate. Okay, so Master P sits in the circle, in, in the chairs, and he delivers his lines like a real G. Yeah. You know, he, he so so in the order of acting, even though Master P is probably on the screen for about five to seven minutes right. total in totality. Okay. I say that out of the acting, it's him, uh, uh, Master P, Romeo, then David Banner. Mm-hmm. David Banner did an excellent job as the person with what he had to deal with it. Even in interviews, he said that he had to talk to the director and ask him, why would this happen? Let's keep this more real to what would actually happen, right? So even in interviews, he had to say that. So that was a nice way. We're not going to necessarily be nice. Let me just tell you the way it is. Dude didn't do the research, my opinion. All right. So, uh, Master P, just a G. Uh, Romeo, his, his ability to deliver... Uh, even when silent, his facial expressions, his acting is up to par. And then David Banner working with what they gave him. Also, the one actor is in it with the smooth face. What's his name? He plays the uh, lawyer. Okay, figure. yeah, that was that's Brian J. White. Yeah, that's right. So he's in it. Um, Tony Braxton's son. Oh yeah, is in uh, it. Diesel. That's right. He's yes. in it. He plays uh, Candy Barra's son. Uh-huh. And Karuchi Tran is also in. Karuchi yeah. Tran is also in it. So the the relationship between uh, Romeo and Karuchi, uh, Romeo's character and Karuchi Tran's character, beautiful on film. Yeah, beautiful it's, it's a beautiful relationship. This building, 
and so you know for those for those pieces it is worth seeing the film but if i had it i could recut it and make it into a whole nother piece that would be a masterpiece in the end if i had all the raw footage we could recut this right and make it into a piece where because i know it's something on the cutting room floor it didn't make it that could be in the piece right so um but definitely go and see go, it. Go, go see it. If it's anything, it's worth seeing. Yeah. It'll probably be on Netflix. Yep, or, uh, or something. Fire Stick. Or Fire Stick. Yeah. Definitely watch the film, if not right. for the portrayal, because David Banner does bring a strong uh, male character he does. to life he does an that is not job. the stereotype. You know, if it's one redeeming quality in the film, the characters are not stereotypical no not the characters no you know what i'm saying uh, you know you know and that's yeah. probably pushed through yeah. david banner and then right. master p and then all that yeah. saying yeah we're gonna keep this Can't real be. it's not gonna be no yeah. coning you know none of that none of that none of that so if that's one redeeming that comes from the actors that doesn't come from the director because like i said the story in my opinion was not told correctly however so now the strong cast it's strong cast the, the acting they're acting if cut different would have been a masterpiece right. okay so now what would you rate the film that we've been through this okay so what i would say is definitely see the film because of the stellar cast david banner did a great job as the star of the film um go check out his interview with uh sway, sway in the morning mm -hmm. excellent interview and then definitely definitely check out pick up David Banner CD, The God Box. Yeah, God excellent, Box. Oh, excellent CD. Please. So that's what I say about the film. So. So what's the rating? I would, I would. Come on, be not. Let's break it. Let's break it up. Let's break it up. Acting, okay. acting, and then okay. uh, direction and what's it? And, and, okay, and, so and the director. The uh -huh. Okay, so the directing was not the the best, but is but. I would, the director see the rating for him is just but, but for the come cast on, come on, come on. the director would get like uh, three maybe maybe but the cast is definitely a 10 cast maybe, definitely yeah, yeah. because because it's all so stellar I would, cast yeah, i would give it i would give stand it out stand out definitely uh, stand out david banner he definitely gets a 10 because yeah. he worked with what he had right. romeo because of his technical ability right he gets a 10 masterpiece just because yeah. he brought it like a g right you know what i'm saying so that, that's a 10. Right. uh robin gibbons i think there was the scene the way it was cut there's no back or, or pre-set up to it so right. it looks like she's over the top so i have to give her about a seven seven and a half for that because right. it's it, it doesn't really follow the because there's no story to tell you why right. she's like she is so and dejon taylor oh yeah he really brought it he along brought with it. candy bears because during mm -hmm. the film you mentioned certain scenes like the one scene i'm not going to get a film but you said look at romeo's face look at him you know and then you mentioned the same thing about uh dejon Jackie Long, Talton, Jackie Long, like them. Jack, I have know, to give Jackie David Long. Banner. We mentioned a couple, mm -hmm. his, a couple of his scenes. We commented to people in the audience. Just yeah. excellent. But excellent, Jackie excellent. Long, Jackie. Matter of fact, you said that David Banner scared you. Oh yeah, because me and I heard another <laughs> woman say "woo," and I was like, "Yeah, he played that. He had me shook." But listen, listen, listen. <laughs> Jackie Long, because Jackie Long usually plays the the more easygoing oh, character. Yeah. 
he I have to give him a 10 plus because he was believable outside of the scene where the director could have pulled it back a little bit as far as stone his delivery and his believability as the gangster character i had to give him a 10 plus i can see more through this film right. even though there's technical problems in it i believe that he has broke through as right. an actor that can play more than just the easy go lucky right. role okay okay um, tanya um she asked how long does it usually take I, to get to netflix i'm not really sure i'm not sure but but independent. Know, right but i know definitely sometimes with um uh specifically like cox cable when a movie is premiered in the theater for maybe like a day or two or whatever, it'll simultaneously be shown on Cox. Oh no! Oh, so I, I would say Epics. On. Epics would probably have this film. Yeah, Epics or either yeah. like a uh, Cox. They have a section on demand mm -hmm. for um, one day premiere type films. Yeah, they do. They actually do. Yeah. Okay, so, so now let's get to from one right. European American director to another yeah. European. American director right. who knows how to tell a story. Yes. If anyone has seen The Usual Suspects, right. you will not be disappointed in this film. Totally different genre. Or X-Men. Or X-Men. Totally, totally different genres. Right. Uh, you will not be disappointed in yeah. this film. Because Brian fact, Singer, the director. Brian Singer. Killed it in the Bohemian Rhapsody. That's right. Killed this, it. We are talking about he Bohemian. Killed it. The true life story of Queen Freddie Mercury. and Freddie Mercury. Excellent. Go out and see this film. Right. If anyone knows about the 80s, right. you know that Queen, right. that greatest hits of Queen, right. rocked it all throughout the 80s, 80, 80, that and ACDC Back in Black album. Right. Those, those are staples. Everything that they did were staples. It's still a staples in hip hop today. You still see elements of it, like you will hear a Houdini uh, break or certain break beats that you hear from the 80s, but you'll hear friends in music. And I'm a whole by Houdini. You'll hear those elements in music still today. That is what this film does and I mean from the opening right. it's musical yes. from the opening there is nothing that you because rock and roll baby and when, when it's done right because those are two rock and roll bands Queen mm -hmm. and ACDC mm -hmm. rock and roll that came from black people when it's done by the English who always give homage to the originators yeah. it's always it done right it has that tinge of soul and it's it's got like that rhythm tinge of soul. that's time. right it's got that rhythm yeah. let me tell you something this film from beginning to end right you will enjoy yourself because the first 10 minutes you're introduced first to freddie mercury right. his family situation right. why he tries to escape his family situation right. how he escapes through going to the club right. listening to different artists right how he meets up with the, uh, the band that will right. later become Queen. His best friend. That's He's right. Introduced to her. You introduced to her. Introduced to her. And then you're introduced to all of it. And then you're also introduced to the secondary character who right. is not really fleshed out but comes in introduced on stage as the bass player. Right. Because at first they just had a lead, a drum, and a lead, a, a, a lead guitar, mm -hmm. a drummer, mm -hmm. and 
a lead vocalist who decided to bounce with a group that you never heard of in, in, in you know later in life. And then you're introduced to the so, so in the first 10 minutes, the movie is set up and then it goes from there and you see how Freddie Mercury as a tour de force pushes forward even though he had doubts in himself, he pushes forward in a tour de force and has no fear when he hops up on the stage or when he's negotiating. This is what you see. So, for those who don't know Queen, just go to YouTube and type in Queen. Listen to Another One Bites the Dust, Bohemian Rhapsody, uh, 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 we will rock you. We are the champ. I mean, everything. And those are just, that's just the little bit. That's just four songs in a massive catalog. Okay. So the story, so we just told you the story opens up like that. Right. And then you're introduced to. Oh, the cast. Okay. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, let's, let's break down. Let's talk about the cast. Definitely. The star of the film is My, uh, Mile Leakum. Oh, okay, wait a minute. You had it. You had it before. Let's I get had it his back. name. Yeah, because I don't want to butcher. You don't uh, want to butcher his name. His name. Um, Let's get it right. If Let's you see. watch Mr. Robot. Yeah, Mr. Robot. Rami Malik. That's it. Rami Malik. You and just have to see it, right? The, the original. You, the first time we saw him was in the Spike Lee. That's thing. right. Now listen. Stop. Pause for a minute. Then we just talk about Spike Lee. Right. Spike Lee introduces a lot of people. If you have right. not seen. The sweet, ju- the sweet blood of Jesus. Right. That is on, uh, on, uh, on demand yeah. on Coxgate. But if you have not seen that, right. and we were sitting there, and I said, "This right. is a vampire movie, people." Yeah. Spike Lee. You, ha- it's two Spike Lee movies you have to right. see. It, you know, because you know the ones that go theatrical, but then there are some that didn't, right. yeah. and. The sweet blood of Jesus. Yeah, and Red Hook. And Red Hook Summer. Yeah. The first half of Red Hook Summer, Spike Lee has his his young kids filming it, right? Through the eyes his actual of students, actual NYC students. students. That's right. But no, no, they're, they're younger than that. They're teenagers too, high schoolers too, yeah. right? So they're actually yeah. filming it and right. learning how to do it. But in the second half of the film Spike Lee takes over and I mean yeah the, I mean, when I tell you that Red Hook Summer has a twist in it that you will never forget you will never forget this yeah. twist ever and in the sweet blood of Jesus right I mean and it's, yeah the sweet blood of Jesus right. you have to see these two films they're on demand now you have to see these films Spike Lee is on the top of his game even though people are trying to uh, move him over to the side. He is on the top of his game as acting and, now. And then the sweet blood of Jesus is when we first, first in, saw instance, the actor Rami that's Malik. Right. He did he an plays, excellent he job. He plays the butler. Yeah, he does. He plays the butler. Person. Yeah. He plays the house person. Right? And then from there we saw him, him on Mr. Robot. Mr. Robot. That's right. Excellent in both parts. But as Freddie Mercury. Oh my gosh, he took it like to the top. To the top. To the top. Totally believable yeah. as Freddie Mercury. With the prosthetics with in the his prosthetic mouth, teeth. teeth. Yeah. All that. Just yeah. totally Mannerisms, believable. Everything. Just, Has it down to the science. Yes. Now, uh, you know, for people who are great storytellers, storytellers, they didn't have to show Freddie Mercury as a tortured soul mm-hmm. within what he did and the dialogue you saw the torture but it wasn't like oh woe is me 
a tortured soul type thing. It was nothing like that. Um, you have to see this film. You have to see this film. That's all. That's all we can say about it because you have to go see it. You will rock out from beginning to end. And you will crack up laughing. You will crack up. Freddie Mercury had a great sense of humor. Great sense of humor. Yeah. And it's all brought to life. And let me tell you something. The other people that they chose for the band members, they look just like Queen. Yeah. They look yeah. just like them, especially yeah. the lead guitar player. Yeah. He really looks just like them. Yeah. And then they they, they, they discuss the uh, aid situation. Yeah. And they discuss how he happened to get into that lifestyle that right. led him there the people who the 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 snakes the good people the snakes all the people in between now the cast the queen go ahead of course rami malik but also ben hardy mike myers it's going to be mike myers. if you can point out mike, mike myers, myers because he also has his prosthetic in the film so you really have to pay attention to you're going to be like, wait a minute, I think that's Mike Myers because he has this stuff all over his it, face. It's definitely, a, it's definitely a return for him. It is. Um, also, Joseph Mazzalo, Gwendolyn Lee, Lucy Barton, Aiden Gillian, Alan Leach, Tom Hodler, Aaron McCougar, Michelle Duncan, and Ace Bahati. Ace Bahati. Go see this film. So, act storytelling, A1, direction, a1 uh uh the the color tones in the film right. totally matched music you're right. rocking out to it people From beginning you, to and, end. and for the young people who don't right. know you're gonna watch the film and you're gonna hear things and say i hear that in the songs that i listen to today right it's because of the fact that there are certain staples in hip-hop starting with james brown that you always will hear in hip-hop okay so, and, and Queen and also ACDC are two of the other groups, along with P-Funk, Parliament, all that, uh, you know, uh, Funkadelic, all that, you'll hear that. So, uh, of all that, what would you rate this film? Well, first I would like to say, okay. um, in the opening of the film, you learn that Freddie Mercury was not only a performer, he was also a serious, a writer. Yeah. Right? So, um... Just watching this film and listening to like all of the music, like you really don't want it to end. Right. Because but also you find out that they were collaborative in right. their effort. The right. guitar player was gonna be a scientist. Oh yeah. The other one was gonna a be dentist. a dentist. The other yeah. one was gonna be yeah. a, a engineer. Yeah. So they loaned they loaned their what they were learning in higher education to the creation of music. The experimenting with the instruments yeah. and stuff was real interesting. So you see all of this in the film. But definitely after seeing this film, I can just about guarantee that most people will check out the entire Queen catalog. catalog. Absolutely. Definitely. They will. I would definitely give this movie um a ten. A ten. Excellent. Absolutely. Yeah. I want to give it a ten too. And people we got another event to oh, get to. Oh, we forgot to, first, we have to no. say, at the end of the film, everyone applauded. Yeah, that's right. At the end of and the, the film. And the theater was packed. And the theater was packed. Everyone applauded. Uh, and so, we got to get to another event. So, we're going to sign off for now. This has been another great installment of the film review. Movies, music, culture, and whatever else comes to our mind. We are the husband and wife team. I'm Crazy D. I'm Tracy. And we review culture in movies music politics and society and we'll see you next time this has been the film review
the film review, movies, music, culture, and whatever else comes to mind. Brought to you by LordLandFilms.com, the hosts, Crazy D and Tracy Dion. All music heard on the film review, available on iTunes, Apple Music. Live stream recording and audio, Crazon Dion. Research on topics, Tracy Dion. The film review, movies, music, culture, and whatever else comes to mind. All rights reserved. LordLandFilms.com. Copyright 2019.